and welcome everyone to the newest edition of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Craig. And Craig is coming to you live from Skype, and it's great. I think the connection works really well. That's right. Yeah, we've we figured it out. We got the audio down. It it sounds like I'm in the same room as you. Yeah, it, it really sounds like we're sitting next to each other. Like we're right in that conference room back in the old days. That's that's right. Six episodes ago. Yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> now I will say I am so excited for today's show. Um, man, I just really enjoy doing these podcasts. And I agree. We have so much stuff to get into today because not only are we doing a focus on two different bands. But we also have music to play for you, and we have recommendations and news and tons of stuff to talk about. So, I mean, I guess we should just really get right to it. Yeah, let's jump right into it. All right, let's do it. So, so yeah, go ahead. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, so so we, we decided to focus on two artists tonight. Um, I got uh, I got IC Stars as the, the band that I was going to cover tonight. So we'll jump right into IC Stars right from the beginning. So this is a band from Michigan formed in 2006. If you've never heard them, you should go listen to Icy Stars. Really fun band to listen to. Their first album, uh, their debut album at least, came out in 2009, 3D. Yep. And right from the get-go in this album, they have Project Bra- Project Wake Up, excuse me, that has a great breakdown in it. Get myself confused here. So Project <laughs> Wake Up is that, that intro song. And they have this just fantastic breakdown. I remember driving back and forth to school when I was in college, and I would blast this in my in my truck. Oh, for sure. I was driving a pickup truck. I'm, it may have been one of the songs that contributed to me blowing out my speakers in that truck. <laughs> because just the drums in this breakdown, they do some of these really cool double bass beats where they do these drum fills and these rolls. It's incredible. I love that song. The rest of the songs on this album are a mix. I was actually hoping, so I went back and dove into the IC Stars discography and listened to it from the beginning to the end and was really, you know, I was hoping to make up a fun genre name for (laughs) them. Like, what would I call IC Stars if I had to pick? And honestly, when I was looking through the Wikipedia page, they were labeled as Electronicore, which I think is actually the appropriate name for them. It works perfectly. It really does. Yeah. It does. So I didn't. I mean, we can sit here and try and you know make up a, a, well, a, a genre name for them. But I did. Uh, oh, I, but did. I think what it's do, it's probably insulting though. Unfortunately, I I would call it auto tune core. Uh, well, so, I mean, but I don't think it's insulting because I think that's exactly the style that they're going for. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. I think Devin can sing. Uh, sure. He's the he's the unclean. Uh, sorry, he's the clean vocalist. Um, he is. And I believe he can sing, but they were definitely going for some type of style for at least these first two albums. Um, and I remember seeing them live multiple times. And you could tell, I don't think he used autotune when he was singing on the live tour, but on those albums, you can definitely tell it's there. Sure. It's actually like it, the autotune on these albums is actually exaggerated for for that that point they're trying to make it like this cross between what pop music and electronic dance music would be like club music right. and the hardcore screamo so what really stuck me uh, or struck me about this this first album from them their debut album 3D was it was really this interesting mix of that they did the electronic they did the metalcore they did the screamo and you really get this blend it's fairly raw so you're going to get that first album almost unpolished debut album kind of feel from it. And they're but super young too. In, they are very they, young yeah, yeah. When, when they do this. and and But it's still just a great album from cover to cover. So they go from things like Project Wake Up where they have a great breakdown in there and a lot of their songs are fairly heavy. To, they'll have albums on the, or songs on the album like Sing This, which is basically like this like dance party, breakdown, club music type thing going on. So yeah, oh, absolutely. They, <laughs> they really span the genre. So... You know, if you haven't dove into IC Stars, go back, start at 3D. So from there, what actually ended up happening was their screamer, their unclean vocalist, actually left the band and they got a new unclean vocalist for the band. And in 2011, they released The End of the World Party. Now, this is definitely a more polished album. You're going to get more auto tune, like you were just talking about, Ian. But it's actually extremely different from 3d in my opinion oh absolutely different and out of the four albums that i want to highlight from ic stars now there's more albums from ic stars and i'm sure we'll get into that in a little bit here but of the four albums this is this is the one to me that sticks out as the most different it is definitely they they go in a different direction it's actually we were talking about this a little bit earlier kind of in, in preparation for the show and i think you hit the nail on the head which is it's a lot more poppy 
almost almost pop punk in a in a sense and i i kind of compare them in a way to chunk no captain chunk if you're a fan of that pop punk meets hardcore with even less screaming though oh less chunk much chunk. less screaming and yes way less heavy than chunk no captain chunk does yeah so it, it it's still that mix of electronic it's still that pop punk that hardcore the screamo but on a different level a little bit more reserved now this this album worried so, me for sure. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. This this one worried me because I remember I've actually seen Icy Stars more times than I thought I had. Um, I was looking back at my old stuff and I realized I've seen them like four or five times. So really? I saw them. Yeah, I saw them right when 3D came out, and then I saw them right after the End of the World Party came out. And that what what didn't worry me as much is because really I only connect with maybe one song on this album. But okay. when I saw them live, they didn't play a whole lot of these songs. So I was I was like, oh, they might realize that this wasn't exactly the direction that their fans thought they were going to go into kind of thing. So I was hoping and I remember seeing and I, I told you this, too. I remember going, wait a second. I know they've grown up a little bit since the last time I saw them, but that is not the same unclean vocalist either. So I was a little surprised about that. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. So it. it- it, it's definitely different. So you go from songs on this album like Over It and Home for the Weekend, and you're going to get that very pop punk, almost a day to remember vibe too going on. I can see but a little bit of that. More, more electronic, much more electronic than a day to remember. But uh, overall, it's still a really fun album to listen to. It's very catchy, very unique, very much I see stars, but, but very different from 3D and at least the trajectory that they had coming out of 3D. And I'd recommend from that, from this album, I'd recommend Wonderland is probably my favorite. That's the one okay. that I'll that I'll link to anytime. But I don't really and the end of the world party breakdown yeah. is a lot of fun. But other than that, I kind of get a little lost on this one. Sure, sure. So, so from there, what actually happened again was that unclean vocalist from that recorded the album, the end of the world party left, said didn't quite agree with the band, the direction the band was going artistically, left the band. And they actually brought back their original unclean vocalist, their screamer, came back into the band. And what's interesting, when I looked back through, uh, I, I usually use Wikipedia for this, uh, you know, of all sources, because it's really a one-stop shop. It's really nice. But they put these timelines up of the band members. And what's awesome, actually, about Icy Stars that I didn't realize is, with the exception of the End of the World Party, it's been all the same band members for the other albums. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, until until very recently, and we can talk about that in a little bit. I think they grew up together, and I think Devin, I think his brother's in the band too. I think yeah, there's I a think, brother duo, duo in the band. Yeah, I think what I had actually read was, yeah, they, they like lived down the street from each other. I'm just looking at it now. Yep. So yeah, you're right. They did grow up together. Like they're, They were friends from way back. And they just decided to to join to make a band and, and start making music, which is also probably why they they stuck together for so long through all these albums. Right. Yeah, and I think so. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, oh, no, okay. no, no, go ahead. <laughs> I was just moving on. I'm oh, just no, no, no. I got. Here. Well, there's a couple there's a couple of side things that happen around this time, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, sure. So <clears throat> around this time, before I think two things happen. One is if anyone remembers the Ultimate Warrior, he had a show. Yeah, yeah, uh, for the wrestler. He had a he okay. had a show where he would take screamo bands and make them do exercise. It was like a YouTube show. It's like twenty or thirty minutes long. And you should I, I should have told you about this, Craig, because I completely forgotten about it until tonight when I was like looking through YouTube, and I forgot that they did an episode with IC Stars. So it's like making them wake up early, and it's like a reality show kind of thing. And then they have to go work out and do stuff, and they're supposed to teach them like teamwork and how to stick to a schedule. But it was really, really funny. Um, and if you have a chance, I would definitely look that up for sure. So there was, there was that. There was the Ultimate Warrior thing. And then, so you were about to go into their next album, right? I was. So, right. yeah, so what, what actually happened at this point, too, was that their original screamer came back and in 2012 they released Digital Renegade which is their third full length album. So in my opinion if you go back and listen to Digital Renegade I think this is basically Icy Stars doing their heavy reboot. And this is basically probably the what would have been their second album had their screamer continued through. I agree. And probably the direction they would have headed and Ian, you said this is where you actually got back into IC Stars, right? Or or oh. kind of like 
Yeah, no, absolutely. This was this album really got me. Uh, I really loved the um, Endless Sky with Danny Warsnop from uh, Asking Alexandria. I thought that yeah, was a I great that, duo. I have that marked down here as yeah, something worth listening to. Yeah, they really they really hit hard with this album, and I think this put them back into the trajectory that I was hoping for them. Sure. So this is definitely again, it sticks in that vein where. You know, you see them grow up. You see they do this more polished, really like really polished album. But this is much much heavier than the End of the World Party. This is back to that you know, metalcore meets electronic electronic core, if we want to call it that, right? Sure, yeah. So, and and you're gonna get you know really heavy songs with really heavy breakdowns. Like you said, you have Endless Sky on here. You have NZT48. Yep. Which I don't know what that mix of letters and numbers is. I didn't look it up either, but we probably sound really old because I'm sure that's something we should know and we just <laughs> have no it idea. It probably like spells something and I'm just an idiot. It's almost like Nazi 48 or something, but I don't know. I do not know on this one. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. We probably do sound real old. Um, but yeah, so so again, they'll do songs like that that are really, really heavy with really great breakdowns. And then they go into songs like I Believe on this album, which are just totally the opposite, almost completely electronic. Oh, is, wait, I got it now. I looked it up. It's uh, it's that pill from Limitless, uh, that really shitty movie. Uh, remember oh, the movie with Bradley Cooper where he takes the pill and it makes him really smart and, and Robert stuff? De Niro? Yeah, that's that's the I movie. I never saw that movie, but I remember it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really, really bad. I actually might do an Ian Hates movies for that sometime. Okay. But anyways, so yeah, go. I just see it's it's that easy with the internet. We just have to look things up. It's all right at your fingertips. Exactly. So so yeah, so um they they have those really heavy songs and then like like I was just saying, they can go right the opposite direction and do these really electronic songs like I Believe and it's a great mix and then if you listen to the last track on the album which is Filth Friends Unite I think this is a perfect segue into their their latest full length album which is New Demons and now before that though this album if I'm not mistaken I didn't catch any auto-tune stuff like maybe I'm wrong so yeah so I think it's probably much less pronounced and that's probably what you're catching Okay. I think, as far as I understand, I think they still, or when I listen to it, I feel like I remember hearing it, you know, throughout this album. I think they use it less and less, okay. right, as All they right. go on. Maybe that's where or I just, got it, yeah. It's it's less exaggerated. Like, it's like purposely done in the end of the world party and on 3D as kind of this. Like, we want to be auto-tuned because we want to, you know, kind of do the pop music thing, too, kind of mixed in here. And it's not that in your face at all on digital renegade for right, sure right. and now before you go into digital renegade uh, sorry in, uh into new demons yeah uh, i believe and i'm you know you can look ever all this stuff up on youtube and everything and i remember alternative press doing a story on it but this was when they had gone on tour i believe if i'm not mistaken with falling in reverse and had a huge altercation with ronnie radke and were kicked off the tour basically um, and had to go join. They joined Asking Alexandria on their tour. And I think they patched it up since then. But I think if you listen to New Demons, it's a lot angrier. And I think a couple, at least I've seen live videos where I think um, the lead singer from IC Stars has actually dedicated certain songs to Ronnie because <laughs> they are written about him. And. It's just it's one of those things that happens, you know, bands when they travel and they're not the same, you know, it just happens that way. And I think they put everything behind them. But I know Ronnie Radke did a rap diss track that is <laughs> really, really bad. And it's called instead of I, I see stars, it's called I wash cars. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a joke when this happened years ago, but it really wasn't. It was actually something he did. <laughs> So that's that's funny. Yeah. So I did read, too, that they were also and, and I think what what you said, too, they, they were actually arrested for possession of hallucinogenic drugs. Yeah. And I forget if that was before the tour or not. But Ronnie, with all of his past things that we've touched on before, and I'm sure we will go into detail when we do a, a focus on on Escape the Fate and uh, and falling in reverse at some point that he can't be around drugs, whether he's doing that or not. But 
the story was that Icy Stars wasn't doing that on that tour. So it was something else possibly. So who gotcha. knows? I mean, it's all backstage stuff, but they've been very upfront that this did happen and that they did not get along with Ronnie and all that kind of stuff. It's there on the internet for everyone to see. There's been reports and all that kind of stuff. So I just figured, they even, yeah, they even tweeted their their prison, their mug shots from prison. And some of the, I was I was scrolling through. I couldn't find I, some of them have been pulled down since, but I couldn't find like the the actual pictures. But I was reading through some of the tweets, and, and some of them were like first and last time ever in prison. Yeah, right. yeah. I'd imagine <laughs> so that was, blows. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I imagine so. So yeah, I just but the reason right. why I bring it up is just because it does seem to probably you know affect that new demons album oh yeah i'm sure i'm sure it's highly influential like you said a lot of the songs were you know basically the two these two bands feuding with each other Uh, not to the same extent as a taking back sunday brand new feud no 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 and we should talk about that at some point too for sure. We should, and again, that's one of those ones too. I don't know a whole lot of the backstory there. I just know that they don't like each other, and it exists. But we we could get into that. I think at some point. Oh, for sure. So, so yeah, yeah. So go ahead. This this segues, like I said, you listen to that last track on Digital Renegade, which is Filth Friends Unite, and it segues almost perfectly into New Demons here, which was released in 2013. And this is by far my favorite IC Stars album. This is the most well-produced album. This is their heaviest album, which is also probably why I like it the most. Very true. <laughs> uh, it's it's really, really heavy. I, I love songs like 10,000 Feet. That's just a super catchy song and just so heavy. It's actually almost, and I, I know we talked about this a little bit last week during our favorite albums, but it's almost like uh, Attack, Attack. They're self-titled. Not the one. <laughs> Not the with- first one. That's, not the first one that everybody hates. Someday came suddenly clear. or whatever. Yeah. Yes, not someday came kind of suddenly. It's their their self titled one with Smokehannes and those songs on it. And that's what this album reminds me of. Um, maybe a little bit more electronic and a little bit more singing. True. Um, but you have songs like Ten Thousand Feet, and then uh, when I uh, when I say jump, you say how high. Like that song has an awesome opening riff, and then it just comes in so heavy. Right. And it's just really like you can you can tell just even by listening to the album, having as a person who's never seen them live. And Ian, you could probably talk to us a little bit more. But as somebody who's never seen them live, you can just hear it from the album that when they play live, they're going to bring a certain level of intensity and a certain level of energy to their shows. Yeah, they jump around a lot. Yeah, exactly. They're going to get everybody riled up and everybody's going to have a good time when they see Icy Stars. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. It's going to be fantastic. So, yeah, that was I would say. So, Violent Bounce, uh, yes. you know, parenthesis, people like you. I know that one was, I believe that one specifically written about Ronnie. I think that's my favorite um, on the album. But you're right, this okay. is definitely the heaviest. And even though I do like this album, I still like Digital Renegade better. I think there was just a little bit more of the mix that I enjoy, personally, in that one. But they certainly didn't lose me on this, and I still like the track that they're on for this album. Yeah, so I'll be honest. I I really like Three D. If we're if we're looking at these four albums kind of in aggregate here, I really liked Three D when I listened to it. I kind of fell off with them a little bit with End of the World Party and Digital Renegade. Those albums really didn't resonate with me as much. And right. then New Demons came out, and I totally got back into them again. Oh, for sure. And and kind of circled back around and and went back and dove into their stuff more. But I think we should talk about two. So where they where they left off with New Demons, they've been pitching the you know their new album that's supposed to come out at some point this year. And yep. this came out last year where they they sent a picture out and there were only four members instead of six members of the band. So allegedly they had parted ways with their rhythm guitarist and the screamer who had left the band before the end of the world party came out. He has now left the band. And what if you notice what IC Stars has actually been doing a lot of lately uh, with their album phases even is a lot of acoustic stuff. And now that stuff, it's not anything that really resonates with me, and Ian, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I think what really strikes me and what really works with these bands, and you know, sometimes the vocals don't really work with me, like Pierce the Veil. The the high vocals don't don't really resonate with me, but I do like bands like A Skylit Drive and like Sleeping with Sirens and like I See Stars that have vocalists that have fairly high voices, but. What works really well with all those bands is the fact that the music is so heavy and it works especially well on New Demons, I think. Yeah. And when you take out that heavy element of it, the really driving rhythms and the bass and the drums, 
and you go to something acoustic, it doesn't really resonate with me as much. So I much prefer their full band works right. to their all acoustic works. That's not to say that there's anything wrong with their all acoustic no, stuff. It's it's all taste. It's all taste for sure. I think I would say every once in a while, if there's a song I really enjoy, I will also enjoy it if they happen to do it acoustic because it brings out some other type. Because I am a vocal person, so to hear that different range. I do enjoy from time to time, but I was listening to phases as well, and I understand what they're going for in that, but I would never say, oh, I'm going to listen to 3D on phases instead of 3D on the first album, 3D. Like I'd rather hear that song original than acoustic with some extra stuff thrown into it. Exactly. It just doesn't have the same... There's a certain... Oof, I guess that goes with listening to it with the full band. And yeah, like you said, they're they're clearly going for something different. And it's unclear to me how much of that is driven by the fact that their rhythm guitarist and their screamer left. Yeah. Well versus how much of it is they're they're just trying to, you know, do a little bit and expand, you know, their their style a little bit. For me it's a little concerning because so they're actually gonna be in Worcester, um, which is for anyone not listening. Uh, or anyone listening outside of Mass, it's about an hour or so plus away from Boston, depending on traffic, and that's where we're talking to you now from. And I was going to go down for the show, uh, and I can't make it, unfortunately, but I wanted to see what they were going to do with four members because they're such an energetic band, and now they've gone down to one guitarist, I guess, uh, and then Devin, the lead singer, is now doing the clean and unclean vocals. And it's completely possible that throughout the years he's been teaching himself how to do it. And he'll be great, maybe. But it's very surprising because his voice is very high. So I don't know how he's going to pull that off. And I want to see it. But it does worry me for the direction of this new album. Because maybe they've gone even less hard on this one. And maybe it is a lot more pop punkish i don't know yeah it should be interesting to see too because i know uh, as a vocalist it can't be easy to be on stage and transition back and forth between screaming and singing so well and if you have two vocalists in a band where somebody is screaming all the time and somebody is just singing all the time to go from doing that kind of setup to a setup where you have to do both is yeah. going to be difficult so it'll be interesting to see how they pull it off i'm sure they can pull it off oh yeah, yeah. and i mean we've mentioned it many many times you know between shane and silverstein uh being able to do it it's just it's much harder and then i also i didn't realize the band uh, shreddy kruger who we've talked about they just released a music video for uh for one of their new songs and I didn't realize that he does, the lead singer does the clean and unclean vocals, and that his voice is amazing. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that either. Yeah, he does those really high, like almost Amorosa type screams on the top or hands like houses type highs, and then hits those lows like crazy. Like, yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, I just, I wonder if they actually do tour live. Like, I don't know if he can actually do that because it's so good. And I would love sure. to see them on a tour. But that's what I get worried about with, with a band like Icy Stars because they've been doing the same thing for a long time now. And it'd be awesome. Maybe he just has that talent that he can do both and then, and there's really nothing to worry about. I'm sure there's nothing to worry about. Yeah, the, the only other one I was going to mention was Spencer Chamberlain of Under Oath. I didn't realize that he actually sang. Oh, I, yeah. I, was, I was under the impression for years now until recently that he was only doing the screams and it was all Aaron Gillespie doing the, the cleans. And no, he actually sings a lot more on, on even, even on, uh, uh, they're all in chase safety. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I didn't even, didn't even realize that. So no, that was a little new to me when we were uh, listening to lead singer syndrome, uh, with Shane told. So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Right. that's how we're, I mean, we're learning extra stuff. I mean, we already know tons between the two of us, but that gives us that little extra like behind the scenes type of thing. And that's, I think that's what our podcast, what we want to do as well is not only talk about bands that we love and upcoming music that we love, but then also make that transition to also promoting bands that we love and bringing them on to talk about things. That's right. That's right. So, you know, we, we are trying to get some things in the works where we, we talk to some of these other artists, even even up and coming artists uh, about about some of their works, uh, you know, small, small local bands through, you know, bigger touring bands. Yeah. And try and get some of those those people on and 
you know, without naming names here, we're, we're trying to get some things in the works and there, there could be some very exciting shows coming up here in the future. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Uh, Ian hates music is really going in hopefully an upward direction, but I guess it feels that way. Yeah. Before, before, I guess before we make this transition, uh, is there anything else you want to see, say about IC stars? How would you rank their albums then, uh, as your favorites? Ooh, so if I had to rank their albums as my favorites, I think New Demons would be number one for me. Yep. 3D, 3D at number two, Digital Renegade at three, and The Underworld Party at four. There we go. And and again, not not that that doesn't mean that The Underworld Party is not good. It just <laughs> you know it's the one that resonated with me probably the least. But it's they're different. All, yeah. Right. They're all very good albums. Um. Yeah. You should go back through their discography, listen to all the IC Star stuff. It's it's worth listening to. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think. Uh, I mean, hopefully they've got their new album coming out uh, this year. I believe that's what they've been kind of marketing towards. I mean, they lost their two members, so they haven't put out anything. I mean, Phases was new, but it was redos of old songs. So they haven't actually had a new song out for a long time. Uh, so I am really looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so I think we've got IC Stars taken care of. We actually we went through that. It's crazy. You know, we listened to these. I mean, I've been listening to IC Star since they came out. You did the same thing. Um, and we listened to everything over and over again before we do this podcast to make sure. And it seems like we're like, oh, we got to cover this. We got to cover this. And it actually probably only took us like 25 minutes to cover all of those albums that give, have given us like years of great music. It did really, and I mean, like you said, you know, we kind of we kind of blew through it. I'm sure, you know, we could we could spend a while talking about each of these little things. I mean, even just a single song, I think you could really dissect it down. Yeah, yeah for sure. But I, I mean, yeah. at some point, it's just you know, we like it. We we just want other people to get out there and listen to it. Yeah, and if you've listened to Icy Stars, you know what we're talking about, anyways. And then this is so this is for you to you know enjoy what we're saying as well but then this is also for people you know the people that text me and the people that write on facebook and all this kind of stuff about how they enjoy what recommendations we've given them yeah absolutely so yeah makes sense all right so let's make the let's make the transition now we're actually going to do kind of a little interlude before we go into the next band we're going to talk about today but i was talking to alex from the band desires and, you know, trying to see if he wanted to come on the show possibly and promote his band and talk, uh, you know, about everything going on. He mentioned they actually have a brand new uh, cover song out right now. And it's a cover of the 21 Pilots song, Tearing My Heart. And he actually said, you know, go ahead and play the song, but also mention the charity that we released it for. And I thought that was a great idea. So, Craig, can you give me a second? Would you uh, mind doing a little intro for this? Sure, sure. So, so this band, you know, Ian kind of introduced me to, but uh, yeah, as as Ian mentioned, what what they're doing is uh, they've they've kind of worked together with a bunch of other bands, and I'm I'm just actually looking at the album, the the artist list right now. Oh, good. And yeah. it includes you know other bands like Taking Back Sunday, do an acoustic version, Anti Flag. I just saw Craig Owens was on here. Uh, and then this band desires and what they did was, you know, there's some 43 songs on this album. Uh, we can, we can put the link up in the description box on our Absolutely website we yep. to, to go check it out. But what they're doing is they're raising money for Flint, Michigan and, uh, you know, the water crisis that they're experiencing in Flint, Michigan. So, uh, I, my assumption is that they're going to donate all this money. Uh, the thing is called not safe to drink and yep. it's, uh, all the donations are going to flintkids.org. Yeah, so make sure like. Yeah, make sure go to notsafetodrink.bandcamp.com and that's where you can purchase the the album and it's going to be available on February 20th, I believe. And what you can do is you can donate over $5, but at least donate $5 and you get this. They're they're trying for 50 plus bands right now and like Craig said, I think they have 43 right now. That's right. Uh, yep. And go to flintkids.org. And if anyone doesn't know about the uh, Flint water crisis, just Google Flint water crisis and you'll see everything there. It's a really terrible ordeal. And yeah. it's really great that all these bands are giving back. And it gives you a chance as well to give back and also enjoy some of these great bands too. We'll do our best to uh, to put 
all this information and all the links on, you know, both our Facebook page and on our website. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're definitely going to have all of this up and it was just great of, uh, of Alex to let us do this and we look forward to talking to him, but we'll plug, absolutely. we'll plug desires again after this. And at the end of the show, I'll yeah, start sure. the song. We'll listen to the song and then we'll come back. whole time but that's okay i'll just avoid the hole so you sleep fine i'm driving here i sit cursing my government for not using my taxes to fill holes with more cement you fell asleep in my car i drove the whole time but that's okay i'll just avoid the hole so you sleep fine i'm driving here i sit cursing my government for not using my taxes to Sometimes you gotta bleed to know oh, oh, that you're alive and have a soul. Oh, oh. But it takes someone to come around to show you how she's a staring my That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I watched that cover earlier. I couldn't hear it while you were playing it there. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just just to, you know, make a couple comments here. I, you know, I think this band's really talented. I, I really like what they did with that song. They, you know, I, I listened briefly to the new 21 Pilots stuff. And, and you know, I wasn't ever into 21 Pilots. So yeah, me I can only comment on the little bit that I've listened to recently. But you know, from what I've listened to, it sounds like they really stuck with that 21 Pilots style, but really added their own flair to it. They they really, you know, added that metalcore element. The drums are really great. It's, oh, it's yeah. a really fun, catchy song. These guys are clearly, you know, very talented. You know, hope, hopefully we'll, we'll get a chance to talk with them soon. Yeah, uh, they have a, if you go ahead and look up, uh, so you can go on Desire's Twitter, which is uh, we are desires or at we are desires. Uh, you can look them up on Facebook. Look up desires there, and it looks like they have the EP. If you see the uh, the music video that they have for the song, they have an EP coming out soon, and that's where we hope to talk to Alex more because I, we'd be more than happy to continue uh, playing their music because it sounds like it's going to be great. That's right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And let's do one more plug as well for the charity so it's uh not safe to drink 
www.bandcamp.com and that's where you can donate and also get the album that's going to be released on February 20th and then also that proceed goes to flintkids.org so also make sure to go to that site too and you can donate there as well Um, it looks like they're doing a lot of good things uh, for the Flint water crisis and they really need it so it's important that's right yeah all right, so let's so they, let's move on now, I guess, to our next band. Yeah. So kind of along the same vein as I see stars, but in a in a little bit of a different direction. There are some similarities sure. between them of when they started getting big and um, you know, how they've how they've gone through their their amount of albums. But this band that we're gonna talk about now is the Amity Affliction. Yep. And they are one of my all time favorite bands. I almost uh, one of their albums was almost on my list of masterpiece best albums of all time. It was like right on the cusp there. And <laughs> I don't know why it didn't make it, but anytime I like, I was just listening to that album over and over again this week, it is so damn good. But we'll, you know, we'll definitely get to that. So now, Craig, you started recently with Amity Affliction, right? Yeah, so I was a late bloomer when it came to the Amity Affliction. Um, I, I my brother had been saying for a while, you you know, you really should listen to the Amity Affliction. You know, they're they're really fantastic. They're doing great stuff, and they had kept coming up on Pandora, and I was like, all right, maybe it's worth giving them a shot. And I had tried a while ago, nothing really grabbed me. And when I went back to them, there, you know, I I don't maybe I started too early in the. Amity Affliction discography, but you know, I, I do really like their the work that they've they've done. Oh yeah, that's possible. Well, this is so Amity Affliction is a band from Australia. So recent, like until recently, within the last few years, they it was very rare for them to do any U.S. tours. But since they started getting a little bit more popular, a little bit more momentum, I've had the chance to see them multiple times now. And they're another one of those bands, just like we talked about with IC Stars. They are so good at getting the crowd into everything. And I'm not, you know, I listen to so many of their songs so many times. It's hard for me to tell now, but it almost seems like almost every intro to their song just rocks the fuck out of everybody. Like every song has an intro where they could play it to come out and it would just hype every single person up. And then the, the unclean vocalist just comes in and he just destroys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it seems like that's kind of the the formulation they use, but it works perfectly. It just, I don't know, it just, it works. And so the unclean uh, vocalist, his name is Joel Birch, and the clean vocalist is Aaron Stringer. And they're probably the main people we'll talk about because what I really, really, really enjoy about the Amity Affliction is a lot of their real life problems and issues that they've dealt with come out in their music and whether it helps people or doesn't whatever i love that they put it out there i love that they're talking about real world issues yeah exactly so they almost fall into uh you know kind of like that that same vein as the color morale right garrett rap always talks about you know the the issues that he's dealt with whether it's substance abuse or depression or any kind of mental health issues, you know, he's very much in the forefront of like, you know, I know what you're going through because I've dealt with this too. And that's kind of the same message that the Amity Affliction is trying to get out there. Yeah, and we'll talk about uh, some of the meanings later on for, uh, you know, their their most recent album. But they, we'll start with, it was 2008, uh, and their first album was called Severed Ties. Now, there were two EPs, I believe, before this that I didn't get a chance to hear, but they re- they put them all together into one album and they called that Glory Days. And that came out around the time that Young Bloods came out. And we'll get to all those. But their first full length major album was Severed Ties. And their I mean, their genre is straight up metalcore. I, I don't know if you would call them anything else really. Melodic yeah, yeah. metalcore, maybe? Yeah, they're they're definitely very melodic. But yeah, I I think metalcore is probably the best the best way to describe it. They yeah, they they're they're even new metalcore, not even the the older metalcore that was like the traditional when it, the genre really first started, where you had bands like Atreyu, kind of forming that genre. This is this is the new wave of metalcore bands. Sure, yeah, I can see that for sure. Uh, so this this album, and what I what I also like about Amity Affliction is 
they don't stray from the path of what they do. So it's not like what we just talked about with IC Stars, where you had one album one way, and then the next album goes completely in a different direction, and they come back and, and they go through this. The Amity Affliction, from the very beginning, it's that heavy, unclean vocals into the matching vocals by the clean vocalist and back and forth like that. It's that uh, melody meets chaos and just melds together and makes exactly what I want. Like, I love, that is my probably all-time favorite style of music is getting that chaos and that peace and just bringing them together. Yeah, yeah, and they do it almost, you know, as good if not better than anybody else that's doing it out there. I, I mean, they do this really, you know, you're going to get that really, really heavy stuff, but then they come in with the chorus and they're singing, and it it is super melodic. Yeah, very, very, and they do it seamlessly. Like it just they do it. Yeah, absolutely, it just works perfectly. Yeah. So this album, I had to go back because I actually came in at Young Bloods uh, when I when I found out about Amity Affliction. And we'll get to that. That's their next full length, but. In this album, uh, it just starts off great with uh, I Heart Roberts, uh, which is a, a great, great song. And then they even have a really, really good cover song on here, uh, Love is a Battlefield by Pat Benatar. It is a really <laughs> fucking good cover. <laughs> I just, That's funny. Yeah, they just they make it work, and I really enjoy it. If anyone it. doesn't know, Ian is a huge sucker for <laughs> metalcore covers of songs. I'm, I'm a uh, cover mark. That's what. Yeah. That's the way. That's the way it is, and that's why I mean, that's why I love Desire's cover of Twenty One Pilots. Like, I don't listen to pop music whatsoever. Uh, it's very rare <laughs> that I know any new song that's out, and the only time I hear them is when they do the pop goes punk, or you go on YouTube and you start looking for remakes and and cover songs. Uh, I, I love it because most of the time, if I happen to be out at a bar and I'm hanging out with people and a song comes on. Like it's a Taylor Swift song, I'll go. Oh, wait, wait! I heard, I heard the metalcore version of this. This is the first time I've actually heard this song. Like I probably heard <laughs> this is, an actual this is Taylor that song Swift by song. Our last night, right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. We're actually going to talk Taylor about Swift them cover. soon. No, no, yeah, you're, you're like this is the Taylor Swift cover of the Our Last Night song. Yeah, I mean she doesn't do a good job with it. Like why? Why would <laughs> they let her? Why is that so popular? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so anyway, so. Uh, yeah, I really I like this album as well. It's just for me, Young Bloods really got me. So this one kind of took a backseat to that, but they really did just continue on with this sound. It really didn't change that much. This one's a little bit more raw, but it's still really good. And that was exactly the comment I was going to make is when you know I got back in, I get into the Amity Affliction last year at some point actually. So really late, um, they were four albums deep already. And I, I went back and tried to listen to Severed Ties, and it was just a little bit too unpolished for me okay. based on you know what I've been listening to recently. And when I listen to Young Bloods, be, between Young Bloods and then through the rest of their albums, they kind of all have that similar style. And they're much you know more, I mean, polished, I guess, is the best word for it, but you know more well-produced, more mature albums. And, you know, while they cover a variety of different topics, and I'm sure you're going to get into that, I, I, you know, I just couldn't do Severed Ties, and it's not one that I'd listen to frequently. No, I, I can understand that for sure. But yeah, I, I hadn't listened to it for a long time until we were, you know, prepping for this podcast and said, yeah, let me start listening to that a little bit more. And they do start to talk about some of the issues that they bring up more in Youngbloods. And Youngbloods came out in 2010, so they're going on that two-year track. Um, it was their last record on the label Boomtown before they moved up to a um, to a larger record label, which we'll talk about for the next two albums. I Heart Hartley, when this album starts, is so much fun. Like it's just <laughs> so much fun. It just hits you right from the beginning, and they have the they have the chorus the that everyone sings along to. And even the uh, even the unclean when Joel sings his first part, he has background vocals coming up on that, and it just sounds really really great. And this is the first one of, you know, he's talking about how he's got friends and he's got family behind him, and even the rough parts in life aren't going to get him down because he's got that. And it's one of those things where, especially people, and I mean, 
everyone deals with issues with depression and anxiety and all that kind of stuff. But especially the the kids coming up, the teenagers that listen to this music, it's got to be helpful for a lot of them to hear a person who's as you know who's going through the same things and able to put out a heavy song about it. You know, it's not a ballad. He's not sitting at a piano going through it, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's nice to have people in this genre that are going through the same things talking about it and and being okay and strong about it. Yeah, it's almost it's almost twofold. It's it's one, it's it, it's the like you said, I've been there too. I I'm, I might be there right now and I know what you're going through. I can relate. I can, you know, I'm empathizing with you and and I, I understand how you feel. And it's also a look look at what I'm doing and there's ways that you can cope with this and get out your aggression and get out get out those feelings. And for me, it's being up here on the stage screaming for you. It might be writing things down or there, there's ways to deal with this. And you have people around you that can help you with this. Yeah. I love the the opening to I Heart Hartley is it says, seems like forever since I tore myself apart and left my friends in the wake of countless tears in a fading life when I couldn't seem to grasp the life I lead. And it just it really gets you right there. And it talks about struggling with the same demons and all that kind of stuff. And then it shows you that it's, you know, he's a different person now. And it just works. It works on so many levels for me. Uh, I, I just really love this beginning of the album and just every song after it where, um, I mean, obviously a song called Anchors is about exactly what you think it would be about. It's about all the things in life holding you back, holding you down, but you want to be free of it. And it just, it works. Yeah. And like I said, that's why I made the, you know, kind of the, the comparison to the color morale, because it's, it's very similar kind of in that vein of the heavy music that's really melodic too. And they, they talk about very similar issues. So I think if anybody likes the Abney Affliction, I'd point you in the direction of the color morale. If you like that kind of message, I would say the only big, huge, huge difference between the two are the religion part. That's that's true. Yeah. That's that's probably true as far as I understand about Garrett rap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I can't say for sure. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen interviews and that kind of thing, and maybe it's different now. I have no idea. It's it's been a while. But I know for I know for Amity Affliction, their lyrics seem very, very anti-religion, anti looking past this life to anything else. And a lot of their lyrics, which we'll talk about in the next album, deal specifically with there is nothing there afterwards. So you should enjoy what you have here and work through things here because there's nothing coming up. And that can be a depressing thing for some people, but it can also be a very uplifting uh, part, too, depending on how you're looking at things. That's true. It's all about how you, you, know, how you view it. Now, what, what songs got you on uh, Young Buds? You know, it's hard. Again, it's hard for me to really, you know, really pick out anything. I think you're right. I think I hate Hartley is probably, you know, from that opening track. They do. They they really kind of hit you there. That's that's probably the the one that I would I would point out to. It's okay. just like right from the beginning. Yeah, it really grabs you. I'd also like to point out young the title track Young Bloods and also Doctor Thunder right after each other. It's a front to back album for me, but those two really get me as well. Like I really enjoy. It's almost like Young Bloods is almost like an anthem, uh, which I really enjoy. So let's go on yeah. now to the third album. Now this one came out in 2012, so they're still on the two-year run. Uh, like I had said in the past, in 2010 as well, they released Glory Days, which was the the mix of their two EPs that they had released before Severed Ties. Uh, so that's on there as well, and still sounded relatively similar, but but on the more on the raw side. Chasing Ghosts is where they really hit. They really hit big on this. Uh, they had transferred over to Roadrunner Records for this one. And uh, they had a little controversy at the beginning because the album cover for this is a is looks like a teenager or a young man uh, hanging himself or in the process of, of hanging. Uh, so that that got a lot of people. But if you listen to the songs and you understand what's going on, every song is anti-suicide. It's, you know, whatever songs happen to deal with it, which I believe are many, if not all of them, are, are anti-suicide. So Chasing Ghosts is a, is a very well-done title. 
and is basically saying for a lot of these music is you can't change anything in the afterlife. You have to do things here, you know, and what are you doing? Are you doing this for yourself? Or are you doing this for other people? You know, where, you know, where does that lie? And I think that works very, very well uh, for what they're trying to do. And once again, it's that melodic, like come in really heavy and hard and then go into that melodic uh, where Aaron takes over the singing and it just it's so fucking catchy the the way that the, even the, with the topic that they're singing about the subject that they're going over it is so damn catchy it is absolutely i agree i think that you know you're, you're right chasing ghosts is really where at least for me they hit their stride i think young bloods is very good right but but chasing ghosts yeah absolutely very well polished very catchy great album from cover to cover um and and i think you, you were talking about the you know the suicide and the whole album being anti-suicide. And I, at least as far as I understand, a lot of that stems from the the vocalist struggles with depression, anxiety, and some substance abuse and some suicide attempts. Oh yeah, and and he, I believe it was, it was before this album, like right before this album. I think it was Warp Tour. Actually, no, no, no. I think it was later on. It was after Chasing Ghosts, if I'm not mistaken. So it was going in. So let's hold off on that story, actually, until we get to um, Let the Ocean Take Me. Uh, but do you have anything else? I mean, this album is full of great songs. Uh, I'm a big fan. Chasing Ghosts, Life Underground, Open Letter, uh, Pat's exactly. Blue Ribbon on Ice. They're all <laughs> like Open Letter is a softer song for sure, but still has those heavy parts. And everyone loves that song. Like they go, they freak out when they hear that song live. That's right. Yeah, it's just a really catchy song, and it's it's definitely got to be the top one of the top tracks off of this this record for sure, for sure. So let's go on then. So this is their their most recent album to date, uh, "Let the Ocean Take Me," and I believe it was before this album, right before you know before the writing process and everything for this, but. I believe the story is, and I believe Joel did an interview about it. He he was partying with one of his favorite bands on Warp Tour, and just basically wasn't drinking. Uh, sorry, wasn't drinking water, but was drinking alcohol and doing other drugs, and has anxiety. And he went through a panic attack and got seizures, and I guess his heart stopped, and he couldn't do some of the tour dates because he was in the hospital because he pretty much died. Uh, and and came back and was able to continue, but not after, uh, you know, he had to deal with a lot of issues. And that's what Let the Ocean Take Me, a lot of it is all about. The The first song on the album is called Pittsburgh, and that, I believe, is the place where he woke up in the hospital. Um, that was supposed to be a warp Tour date or another date that they were supposed to do, and they had to cancel. And once again, a catchy as fuck uh, a chorus line it's like there's cancer in my blood. It's like there's water in my lungs, and I can't take another step. Please tell me that I'm not undone. It's such a personal song, and it's still catchy, and it's still heavy, and it's melodic. It's got everything. Yeah, yeah, you definitely hear, I mean, right, right in those lyrics, right, you definitely get that sense that you're you're hearing somebody who's, you know, calling for help, who's been in that position before where, you know, they're really – they're really to that point where they need somebody, you know, to help them and and to pull them out of this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. or they're going to die. Right, right. And it seems like that's been, you know, something that the band has has worked through for a long time. And I, I didn't even mention before, I believe from what I've read that the that the title or the, the name of the band was in memoriam for a friend of theirs who had passed away in a tragic car accident. So right really? from the beginning, yeah, right, no idea. right from the beginning, this has been a band steeped in in issues and, and tragedy, but trying to make the best of what they've got. And I guess the biggest thing from this album, too, is, and once again, this was a huge number one hit for them. Uh, everyone was waiting for this album to come out, and they, they didn't hit any slump or anything. They just continued on with the way they were going. But the song Don't Lean On Me, before that came out, Joel put out a uh, open letter to fans saying, you know, hey, don't take offense to this song, but make sure that the person that you're listening to, like you shouldn't always try and find your answers from someone who is dealing with the same issues as you, but it's still there to help people as well. Because he talks about how, 
you know, he sees people in the audience with the cutting scars and how much it affects him. And he doesn't want people to go through the same things that he's going through. He wants them to feel better from the music, but still realize that he is a imperfect person. And I think that's, that's really great because that's another Don't Lean On Me is a really great song. Uh, and it really does have, uh, you know, the, the chorus is Don't Lean On Me Because I'm Falling. Please Don't Fall With Me. You know, I'm I'm leaving, but don't leave with me. You know, that kind of thing. Like it's saying that even if I'm not strong, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be strong. Yeah. So, yeah, I just I mean, there's not there's not as much to say other than I, I'm a big lyrics person. So to hear this stuff uh, really works on multiple levels for me. Plus, it's got all the melodic, hardcore, metalcore stuff that I enjoy. And so it just it's great. It's true. Yeah. And these these guys have put out at least, you know, three, four now, you know, solid, solid full length albums where, you know, they they found their niche. They continue to really just like drive at that and get better and better. They even released a single last year yes. that was kind of a teaser for their, their new album. Go ahead. It's called Shine On, I believe. And I think you can yeah, buy yeah. it on iTunes and, and wherever Amazon Music probably and where else. But, yeah. Yeah. You can go check it out on YouTube. Even I'm sure it's up on on YouTube. I think they had a music video for it. Yeah, and if they're if they're following their continued track, then this is the year another new album should come out. Yep. So so, yeah. so it'll be interesting to see because the the thing I think the the criticism that that you and I had when we when we listened to it was it did sound very much like the same stuff they've been putting out. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what they do stylistically with this new album and i like it don't get me wrong it's still a great song but it seemed Absolutely. like it was a continuation of uh of uh let the ocean take me that's what it seemed like it, to me exactly so it's a question of are are they going to continue to put out the same stuff and I, again i'm not i'm not trying to call them out or say that it's cookie cutter or anything no but you know uh, are, are they going to stick with that style that they know or or how are they going to expand and mature and grow musically and, and what kind of things and i'm sure there will be surprises and you know little things little nuggets in, in their album that really exemplify what the amity affliction is capable of doing yeah they're about to take over the entire genre like they're going to be the marquee look to this band kind of you know what i mean like they've already done the headlining tour i actually recently saw them uh with attila opening for them which was a huge difference from what i'm used to that that death core it was actually it's pretty interesting so i had uh, my buddy who's married we would go to shows all the time but his wife is not a fan of this genre of music and she lost a bet to me uh she she stupidly thought that somehow the Boston Celtics could beat the San Antonio Spurs ever in a basketball game made no sense whatever so obviously <laughs> the Spurs won and so my my bet to her was she would have to come to one of these metalcore shows that Dan and I uh, my buddy would go to all the time and I still go to so she came to that show and Secrets was on it too and she really enjoyed Secrets and I go, well, watch out because Attila is nothing like that. You're you're not going to enjoy this. And she just kept her fingers in her ears the entire time Attila was playing. But she really, really enjoyed Amity Affliction. And that was one of those shows where they were headlining and they were so good that the time flew by so fast that I could have sworn they played a small set. But I'm guessing they played that whole headlining thing and it just went by because everyone was just rocking out the entire show. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure they put in a good show. And you're right. They've they've been huge in Australia for a while now. Yeah, they're on tour and right now with a day to remember. In Australia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, exactly. They've been huge in Australia. And I think they've been a little slow to catch on in the U.S. here. Mm -hmm. From I, they, There was a, a cover story about them it may not have been a cover story but it was there was an article about them in ap a couple months ago and i think the thing that really struck me with that was that until warp tour of 2015 every time they toured in the united states they came back and they were like fifty thousand dollars or so in the hole they lost money for you know tour after tour after tour in the u.s and they were finally starting to get to the point where they were breaking even and really going to like take off. 
And now I Which think Which is crazy. Unless they tour with Bring Me the Horizon or or a Data Remember here in the States or something, they're gonna be headliners. Like there's there's no doubt about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're 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 a big, big band. Yeah. And I'm just I'm looking forward to that next album. It's great. We talked about two bands that hopefully have new albums coming out this year. Exactly. So yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be able to do the show stars. and yeah, do the album reviews and everything. Yeah. 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 So I think I think that's it for Amity Affliction as well. Um I I I would say recommendations would be to start with Young Bloods for me. If sure. if you've never heard them before, start with Young Bloods and move your way around and see what you like. But literally I love everything that they've done. There's not been a time where I'm like, this sucks. Like they are they are great. Yeah. So if I'm going to go into recommendations here, um, just to jump in here, I, so uh, I, I tweeted some stuff out earlier this week and kind of want to go off of that. So uh, a band called High Hopes, I'd kind of found them uh, kind of surreptitiously on YouTube when I was when I was, you know, looking for for different bands and uh, it came across them. they recently got signed to Victory Records, our band from the UK does the melodic hardcore thing kind of right in my wheelhouse of, of bands that I really like. You should really go check them out. They have an album that just released this year. It's called Sights and Sounds. Uh, the band is High Hopes. So you should check them out. Uh, I discovered another band on Pandora, actually, kind of came up. This band's called To The Wind. So they have two albums, Empty Eyes and Block Out The Sun and Sleep. Um, you should go check out both of those full-length albums. Really great really kind of in that hardcore punk genre. So if you're a fan of 100th Counterparts, those types of bands, you should go listen to To The Wind, kind of fit right really well into there. And another recommendation, and I'm you know hoping to get in touch with her and, and try and try and reach out and see if maybe we can, we can kind of do an interview here. Um, but, but audio, I, I follow Audio Tree live, and if you've never checked that out on YouTube, you should go watch. It's a studio, and they bring artists in. They do live shows, uh, and the artist is Julian Baker. So totally something that's not metalcore or hardcore. Uh, she's a solo artist who does a lot of acoustic, um, solo guitar work, uh, some piano work. Really talented musician. You should go check out Julian Baker and listen to her uh, new album, Sprained Ankle. There you go. Very nice. So sorry, I just blew through. No, that's through, good. Like, all my recommendations. What do you got, Ian? No, that's good. I got recommendations. Well, uh, they're more on the music video slash, you know, whatever. It's not full albums. But uh, Alisana has released the second part of their song Comedy of Errors. It's You can go on Loudwire. And basically, they've made two music videos for one song. And it's trying to explain the Annabelle trilogy a little bit. And it's it's like a movie, the way that they do it. And it's really, really well done. And I'm looking forward. They even mentioned they're going to be writing like a book about it so that everyone can understand the story better. But if you have, you don't have to have listened to anything else really to know what's going on. But they've done a really good job. And I've never seen a band take one song and release the music video as two parts. It ends up being like 13 minutes long, like 13 or 14 minutes total. So I very much enjoy that. Check that out. Um, speaking of 21 Pilots from before, uh, Our Last Night just recently did a cover of their song Stressed Out. And that's a very good cover. So take a look at that uh, for Our Last Night. And then, surprise, this is so weird, this hit this hit today. Um, Gerard Way, the old lead singer of My Chemical Romance, put out a Carpenters uh, remake of the song Superstar. <laughs> And I listened to it, and it's interesting. Gr- it's great, but he's not doing anything new with it. It's just him singing a Carpenter's song. Okay. Yeah, and I just I enjoyed it because I think Gerard Way is a is an amazing singer, so it just it worked. <laughs> but it's just yeah. I was completely shocked and surprised, uh, but it worked. And then lastly, news wise, um, I this just hit uh, before we went on for the podcast. Uh, the band Palisades, which we both enjoy. They actually, two of their members uh, departed from the band and they replaced them. I believe it was the DJ and the bassist. Uh, So they have two new band members for going forward. And it seemed like they were permanent, not just, you know, like transitional replacements. And they mentioned that they'd have a new song coming out soon. So we'll definitely talk about that when it happens. 
Perfect. So yeah, I think I think we're all set. I guess let's do let's do another plug one more time for Desires. So yeah. um, you know, it was great talking to Alex today. I hope to talk to him more in the future. It's uh, Desires on Facebook and at We Are Desires on Twitter. Make sure to go uh, check out the the issues with uh, Flint's drinking water. Go to notsafetodrink.bandcamp.com and or flintkids.org uh, to donate and to help out to check out that uh, that new album that they're having coming out with all these great artists that are giving their music uh, to help out this this worthy cause. Absolutely. And, you know, as always, you know, so we plug some other people. I think it's time to plug ourselves here. So absolutely go check us out on our website, uh, ianhates.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Ian Hates Podcast, singular, not yep. plural. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> at Ian Hates Podcast. Um, you can check us out on Facebook, Ian Hates Podcast on Facebook. Uh, you can listen to the podcast on Stitcher, on iTunes. You should subscribe if you like us, rate us, um, tell your friends, get people following us. If you're a local band and you're interested in being on the show, send us a message, tweet us. Let us know what you think and, you know, that you want to be on the thing. It, what's even better is send us, you know, uh, some links to either music videos or some of your songs so that re- way we can really just kind of, you know, quickly listen to your your stuff and, yeah. you know, we'll we'll reach out if we like you and want, want to, you know, have a chat on the on the podcast. Yeah, let us play your music on on here and get it out there to more people, like for sure. That's right. Yeah, and, and even expanding on what Craig said, even if you're not a local band, if you're a band that just whatever, like just wants to talk, wants to have music played, you have a new album coming out, whatever it is, Absolutely. we'll we'll do all that stuff because we love this music. That's that's yeah, why we do this. To, I didn't mean to just narrow it down to local bands. I apologize. I thought I, I didn't realize I said that until after. Oh no, I just it doesn't matter. I mean that's great <laughs> it's too. It's been either. a long day. <laughs> yeah, it it really has. My brain is melting. <laughs> no, it's true. I'm gonna go back and we'll do some edits and I'll hopefully get this out tonight. But yeah, exactly what Craig said. I think he did it great. Um it's Ianhates.com, it's Stitcher iTunes. Uh go ahead and rate us if you can, if you enjoy the show. Um I also separately have the Ian Hates Movies podcast and just did the most recent episode yesterday. It was on the you know, the pretty meh uh, Fantastic Four from last year. Uh, had some fun with Kelly talking about that. And then also said that the next Ian Hates Movies is going to be on Deadpool. And I'm guessing that's going to be great. That's my that's my hope anyways. So yeah, all that stuff can be found. Um, and really, I'm just I'm looking forward to every episode of, of doing this. I mean, if we start moving in that direction where we get to promote some more bands and, and get to talk to them, I think that's the right way to go. And I just enjoy talking music with Craig, too, and making these recommendations to everyone. That's right. Agreed. So, yeah, so I guess I think that wraps it up. Craig, do you have anything else you want to say? That does, as always. No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> that is your catchphrase. That is yes. definitely the Craig catchphrase. Nope. I'm good. (laughs) And I will end with my catchphrase, the one I always say, which is long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.